It's an honor for me to be able to talk about people like uh, Herb Cole and to be even around the people who have been close to Herb throughout his life here. It's, uh, he's a Milwaukee and a Wisconsin institution. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Coming up on 812 on this Friday before New Year's. So glad you spent some time with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. The tributes to honor the late businessman, Senator, Buck's team owner and philanthropist, Herb Cole, just continue to pour in. It's a guy that uh, took care of me when I came in, made me feel comfortable, but the most important, made my family feel comfortable. I helped a lot with the, with the price of bringing my family over. We've done so many, so many things for the city of Milwaukee, so many things for the Milwaukee Bucks organization. Of course, you know that voice, the Bucks' Giannis Antetokounmpo. As any of the employees over that period of time will tell you, he treated us so very well. Employees are remembering him coming into our offices, and he would actually tell employees that he loved them. It's longtime Bucks announcer Jim Paschke talking with Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I will be forever grateful to him and all the things that he's done for educators in our state. And that's a local teacher, Jennifer McCauley, who just received this past year a grant from the Herb Cole Foundation, as did 99 others. And when you look at the diversity of people from the sports world, from the political world, from the philanthropic world, from educators, all of these folks honoring the late Senator Cole, we start to get an idea of how big an impact he had and what a loss that is. I'm bringing uh, friend Joel Brennan. He is president of the Greater Milwaukee Committee, former Secretary of Administration under Governor Tony Evers, former president and CEO of Discovery World. How long do we have, Joel? I could read the rest of your resume. Right? Hard time keeping a job, <laughs> right. I guess, in the last I guess, few years. Yes, you're not employable at all. So glad you're with us. And over the years, in so many different ways, you've had contact with Senator Cole. What when I played those, and I wanted to get people from different areas and arenas, you know, I had my friend Brian Randall on, who's an attorney. He was a, a page for Senator Cole back in the 1980s. Senator Cole helped him get a, a career in, in uh, as an attorney. Like so many people from so many different walks of life make up this now mosaic of people who are paying tribute. Well, it's uh, what you had on there. The, the one that really stuck out to me was the teacher. Yeah, I mean, every year, year in and year out, Herb Cole and Herb Cole Philanthropies would not only provide scholarships for kids, but teachers would have wish lists of what they would need just to provide in their classroom. And those are little things and didn't get a lot of attention. Herb, was, Herb Cole was never anybody who was going to pound his chest or raise his voice. And, you know, quiet philanthropy, quiet leadership is something that I think we see too little of. And when we lose somebody like that in the community, when we lose somebody like Senator Cole, it's a huge loss for us. But it's also, you know, it should be inspiration for us. We should all aspire to do some of those same quiet leadership things that he has done throughout his Can career. Can I tell you something? I reached out to um, some folks who are close to Senator Cole maybe a couple of years ago especially when the education funding was really catching and when he was doing these things. And I, and I love how you phrase it, right? This is a wish list for educators, not for themselves, but things they want to do for their students. And I, and I reached out, I said, hey, would Senator Cole sit down and talk with me about this? I would love to, whatever. And it never came together because he just didn't, he didn't want to talk about it. It was important for him to do, yes. not important for him to talk about. I mean, and that's, that kind of is a, a lot of his career. I mean, what a Milwaukee story. Grew up in Sherman Park. Uh, his parents started their first supermarket when he was like 11 years old. 
you know, you, you could have had somebody who was a former Coles employee on and, and her probably would have known their life story because he was someone who knew <laughs> right, lots yeah. about the people who he worked with and the people who he worked with were family his whole life. You and I were talking before we came on the air about Joanne Anton, who's a, a mutual friend of ours and who's somebody who has been a, a partner of uh, Senator Cole and his philanthropy and his work in the Senate for so long. You know, there's he surrounded himself with great people, but they were like family to him and they've become just great contributors in their own right to the community. I was interested. So I'm 30 and I work at, at I volunteer at a co-op in the community with a couple of younger people. And I brought up the story to them because they asked me, what are we, what am I doing? What's the story of the day? And I brought up Herb, Herb Cole passing away and they said, who's that? And it occurred to me like, wow, there's a generation coming up that maybe don't understand the legacy that Herb has. Like, just let's expand upon that. What is Herb's lasting legacy uh, to this state, to this city? Well, you know, if those people are Milwaukee Bucks fans, you know, and, and a lot of your a lot of peers um, probably don't know that not only did he save the Bucks once, but really twice. You know, he uh, in the mid '80s when they were thinking about leaving town, he uh, he was able to purchase the team. But then when he was getting ready to sell the team, you know, a lot of people would just take those resources and and go. And and he certainly did a lot of philanthropy with it. But he donated. $100 million back to funding the, the Pfizer Forum. I mean, things he didn't have to do. But the, and that's just, the, you know, on the sports side, the, the business side, you know, creating the, the Coles brand and growing that to being, you know, really the, the biggest uh, retail brand in Wisconsin before he sold that. He had this, uh, the career as a U.S. senator. And, you know, he was someone, again, you guys cover a lot of politics, and I was involved in, in politics, and it's blood sport for so many people. And he was throughout his career, just an honorable, sincere, gracious, generous person who was able to find compromise. He had friends all over uh, Washington who were Democrats and Republicans because he was one of those people who really didn't carry kind of laid ideology at the door when he went to work. And that, that's a great thing that you can have. And I, oh. I was going to say, I think, and in, when you hear Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, make a statement and say that he set the standard for ownership. I think that speaks pretty highly of him too, because we see the story all the time. It's a league run by billionaires and any one of them could just be like, oh yeah, I own a team, uh, whatever. But Herb was not that kind of owner. And in a world of your, you know, your big hot shots, your Jerry Joneses, et cetera, it, he really stood out in that regard as well. So, so I, let me just tell you a story about, uh, I went to work out this morning and I saw a friend there and there are stories like this that are that abound, but he was at a Bucks game 20 years ago or so while uh, Senator Cole owned the team and he was sitting close to him and got invited into the, the Bucks locker room for something. And Senator Cole took him around the room, introducing him to players. Would Jerry Jones do that? You know, who, who else would you get that <laughs> no. from? You know, and, and this is just, but, but I think he was someone who celebrated uh, when, a, when he would give a kid a scholarship, you know, when he did stuff with young people at State Fair or whatever, those are the things that brought him the most joy. And, and hopefully that's, I think, what the rest of us take away from his life and his legacy. Let's go back to the politics a little bit, Joel, because uh, on this radio station, Charlie Sykes, a very popular voice for so many years, he, in criticizing Senator Cole, he always used to say, Senator Cole's tagline was, nobody's senator but yours, and Sykes would turn that around and say, nobody's senator at all. His name's not on any landmark pieces of legislation. He's not really doing anything. He just kind of shows up. I had my friend who's the attorney I, I mentioned before who was a page for Senator Cole, and he characterized it this way. He said, no, you didn't see, just like you don't hear a lot about his philanthropy, it wasn't that he wasn't working. It just wasn't that he was 
was looking for publicity. He didn't need his name on this piece of legislation. He didn't see his job necessarily as pushing through all of this stuff. He wasn't on the Sunday talk shows. He took very seriously his commitment to constituents back home. And if somebody called Senator Cole's office from Wisconsin and needed help, that's how he really shined. Well, and I think you saw it even, and this was a more high-profile thing, but what he did with Giannis and his family and helping them to get here, all of that was kind of behind-the-scenes work. You know, you don't use the the Senate uh, at one point was supposed to be called the great deliberative body. There are too many people who don't deliberate there anymore. They, they make pronouncements. But, There's some bloviation. Yeah, not here's so somebody much who was a conciliator, you know, who uh, wanted to find compromise. But, you know, I will tell you, he was passionate about things like agriculture in Wisconsin, things that, you know, those of us in southeastern Wisconsin don't think a heck of a lot about, but uh, education, K-12, higher ed, all of those things that um, he was passionate throughout his life and even his philanthropy modeled. Those are the things I think that he worked on at the Senate and didn't get a lot of credit, wasn't looking for a lot of credit for, but but brought a lot back to Wisconsin. You know, your work in the Greater Milwaukee Committee, you need so much help from the community to support various initiatives. I mean, I think of the titans, Eric and I were talking about this yesterday, of Milwaukee in philanthropy. Pettit, Bradley, Cudahy, Marcus, Lubar. I'm missing some, but not that many. It's a tight crowd, and you put Herb Cole on that Mount Rushmore of philanthropists here in Milwaukee. Um, is there going to be a void moving forward, Joel, as as we lose some of these folks? Their foundations live on, but their personal commitment to this city and to this state, there's going to be something missed. Oh, there absolutely there is, and that's why it's worth noting when, when titans like Herb Cole pass on and, and when others... But it's also, it's a clarion call for the rest of us. But the only thing that that gives me uh, confidence in where we're going is the the type of people that Herb Cole surrounded himself with. Those people, you know, and you and I uh, know some of those philanthropists, but we also have become friends with those who work alongside them. And, you know, their work continues. Maybe they're, you know, some of that uh, wealth leaves the community, but the, the the spirit of charity and philanthropy doesn't when those people move on. And it, it is. It, it's something that the rest of us need to take on and, and move forward with. Milwaukee's a different community than it was when people like Herb Cole grew it and built it, but it, he's left it in a place where the rest of us can build on that. What do you need? How can we help you at the Greater Milwaukee Committee? What's what's moving forward here in 2024? Well, actually, we're going to be working on some of the issues that Herb Cole was passionate about. Next week, uh, we'll have, or in the first week of the new year, we'll have our first member meeting of the year, and we're going to talk about early childhood education. There's a crisis going on there. Herb Cole and Joanne Anton are amongst the people who are pushing this and, and understanding or building the understanding around the state that we have a fractured system where young people, one, it costs more to send a kid to daycare than it does to the UW system. Um, you know, so, yes. so it's broken in that way. You don't have access to good care. And we're going to be trying to make sure that people know more about that, but that they can be good um, solid advocates for this when it comes time for the state budget and things like that, so that those resources, both in Milwaukee and statewide, are going to provide a good base for kids to do well in education, for people to be involved in the workforce. So, you know, we, I can come on and talk about those things as things move forward. But but I really, it's an honor for me to be able to talk about people like uh, Herb Cole and to be even around the people who have been close to Herb throughout his life here. It's He's a Milwaukee and a Wisconsin institution. Appreciate your perspective. That's Joel Brennan, president of the Greater Milwaukee Committee. Nice to see you, my friend. Happy New Year. Thanks. It is 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
8.26 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The Hall of Globetrotters come to town. New Year's Eve tradition here in Milwaukee that is super special. We took our kids years ago when they were little. Great chance to get them into Pfizer Forum. They super loved the show. They were fully engaged. Thought it was great. Had a chance to talk with one of the Globetrotters here on Wisconsin's Morning News. The original Harlem Globetrotters will play two games at Pfizer Forum on New Year's Eve. Every night something new happens. Jordy Artis has been with the Globetrotters for eight years. He tells Wisconsin's Morning News that it takes more than just being good at basketball to be part of the team. You have to learn how to entertain, speak on the radio, speak on TV, be able to talk and do tricks with the basketball at the same time. Yep. So there's a lot that goes into it. But Shorty admits, when it comes to basketball, you got to be the best of the best. I've seen so many things night in and night out because it's live at the end of the day. Eric Billstead, WTMJ News. Glad Eric could contribute to the program today. <laughs> in spirit. Yes. So as he said, two games on New Year's Eve. It's 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. And tickets start at just 35 bucks, And they are still available. So always shows up in my timeline around this time of year. The epic moment on TMJ4 News. Susan Kim and I are anchoring the news, and we send our reporter Sean Gallagher out to do some live shots with the Globetrotters ahead of their game. And Gallagher does what every reporter in that situation is wont to do, has to attempt a trick shot himself. So he goes, uh, the Globetrotter whom he was with was El Gato. And El Gato is standing by Gallagher's side. Gallagher turns his back to the hoop from half court and lets one fly. Do this far one? All right, here we go. I'm going to go backwards, really up the ante. Here we go. So, Sean Gallagher trying out for the Globetrotters. Hey, what do you say about that? I'm done working at TMJ4. I am working for the Globetrotters now. We are done. He he dropped the shot as you held Susan back. What? So if you want to see it, Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, has the shot up on our live stream. If you want to watch along with us, text the word WATCH to 855-616-1620, or you just click on the Watch Now button on WTMJ.com or on our mobile app. It's also anywhere you have your social media. You'll find it, and it pops up again because it was about this time a year ago that that happened. So Gallagher hits the shot and then has the mic drop of all time. How's it feel to have a new teammate, my man? There we go. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Signing off. I can't believe you made it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That did not happen. That is amazing. Oh, he's out. Mic drop, gone. Good night. With so many things that I experienced with Susan over the years, anything was funnier when Susan was laughing at it. And her reaction was just, she couldn't, she, she like couldn't handle it. Couldn't believe what we saw. Probably because Sean is Mr. Investigative Reporter. He's always right. on such hard-hitting stories. So the one moment you give him where it's, oh, we'll give you the fluff. We'll just let you go have some fun. And he hits that. So Sean later revealed that actually as a kid, that was like a thing. He and his buddies, they would do trick shots. And they didn't, you know, this is before you could put everything up on the internet or whatever. So like, but that was a thing. So he said like... I kind of thought I actually had a chance to make this. It wasn't. It's not me walking out there doing that. He's like, no, legit. I've tried this shot. Thought maybe I had a chance. And then on top of that, the Globe Trot sent him a uniform, and they suited him up for one of the games. That's he, awesome. He went out there and had a cameo, Deb. That is awesome. So oh my super god, fun. Susan's uh, Susan's reaction ah, it just kills me. <laughs> right. Harlem Globetrotters, New Year's Eve. Two games at Pfizer Forum. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
on Wisconsin's Morning News. Still a ton to get to before we hit 9 o'clock this morning at Steve's Cafiti. National story with local ties. It was huge here in southeast Wisconsin when it all came to a close. An important chapter of this story did play out here in our state. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, no longer behind bars this morning. She is the Missouri woman who made parole Thursday. It was eight years after she confessed to helping murder her abusive mother. Appeared to have debilitating medical conditions which confined her to a wheelchair. She and her mother appeared inseparable, Dee Dee playing the role of doting mother. In an interview with People magazine before her release from prison yesterday, Gypsy said she now regrets her mother's killing, saying she didn't deserve that. She deserved to be where I am, sitting in a prison doing time for criminal behavior. So I'll get to the Wisconsin part in a moment. Maybe some of you remember it if the story is starting to kind of become familiar to you again. You may recall during that investigation, it was revealed that Gypsy had been a victim of Manchunson by proxy syndrome, form of child abuse in which the guardian exaggerates or induces illness for sympathy. I think it was her, her mom, Adam, who tried to profit off of her alleged conditions, turned and, her around as disabled in many ways. And then, as I mentioned earlier, this case became even wider known to a new audience when Hulu uh, did the act and made that show about it. So that abuse led to many to question her prosecution and for some to continue to celebrate now her release from prison. This all came to a head, though, here in Wisconsin. Gypsy Rose and her boyfriend were arrested in southeast Wisconsin after the murder. They had fled here. TMJ4 News, Ryan Jenkins picks up the story from there. Blanchard was also forced to undergo unnecessary medical procedures as part of this scheme. She testified that she convinced her boyfriend at the time, Nicholas Godijan, to stab her mother to death. They both fled to his home in Big Bend, Wisconsin, where they were arrested. John is serving a life sentence for first-degree murder. Blanchard served seven years of her 10-year sentence. Her story was a focus of a Hulu miniseries in 2019 called The Act. So Big Bend Village in Waukesha County. It's just west of Muskego, just south of I-43. I think it's the 164 exit, although I'm unclear as to what's 164 in Waukesha these days. <laughs> I feel like they keep moving that around. I'm usually good with maps, yeah. and even I can't pivot the Nonetheless, place this one. Small community there, and this was a high-profile arrest back in 2015. A gypsy telling People Magazine, if I had another chance to redo everything, I don't know if I would go back to when I was a child and tell my aunts and uncles I'm not sick and mommy makes me sick. Or if I would travel back just to the point of that conversation with Nick, that's the boyfriend, and tell him, you know what, I'm going to go tell the police everything. I kind of struggle with that. And as for the boyfriend, uh, Nick Godijan, um, she, he's gone. So, well, I mean, he's still locked away, but they sort of broke up in prison. Uh, and she is married. Gypsy is married. She says of the new guy that she's with, we're in love when I'm at home with my family, with my husband's arms around me, and I'm surrounded by my loved ones, that is when I will be happy. She married um, another man w- when she was behind bars. They I was going to say, I think they married while well, she was in prison. But a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Or a year or two ago. And so now she will be reunited with him. Gypsy Rose Blanchard arrested in Wisconsin back in 2015 for the murder of her mother. She is now out on parole. 841 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up on 9 o'clock, still some meat on the bone here before we turn it over to Steve Scafidi. I got more to say on this guy. I am increasingly convinced that the former chancellor now at the University of Wisconsin La Crosse is getting exactly what he wanted out of all this. Lucky guy. That's all I'll say. Right? Guess so. <laughs> yeah, you lucky guy. It's uh, Dr. Joe Gao. 
getting exactly what he wanted. Ton of publicity of the job that he's really most passionate about. It's not higher education, it's making porn. She's Carmen. And he's Joe. And we are the, the Sexy Happy Couple. And this is Sexy, Sexy Healthy, Healthy Cooking. Your go-to show for plant-based food. Well, and some other stuff. So Dr. Joe Gao, he and his wife recently began posting these professionally done videos. 4K. Like multi-camera shoots, right, with porn stars. Some are, while a bit salacious, you could maybe get away with it because, you know, people are fully clothed in these videos. Um, they're, there's some innuendo and whatever. And obviously you're bringing in people from the adult film industry to be a part of your videos. But, you know, in the video of themselves, these cooking shows... You could maybe get away with it. But the issue goes beyond just doing that show because in these YouTube postings, each post and subsequent social media around it serves to promote the porn industry. And through that, a gateway to more explicit content. We're thrilled to have the one and only Will Pounder on our show. <laughs> right. So at least one video with the chancellor and his wife are engaged in sex acts is also linked to some of these didn't watch that one. No, we've seen some of the cooking shows, but stop short of that. And also, you can feel free to stop sending me the link to the free Joe Gao t-shirts. Yes, I've seen it. Are you going to put that up there again, Greg? Text the word WATCH to 855-616-1620 on the Old National Bank Talk and Text line. Uh, Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, will put the t-shirt up there if you need to see it. So something I've also been marinating as this story has kind of unfolded over the last couple of days. I'm Good gonna cooking do, show reference. <laughs> I'm going to do a little devil's advocate here because one of the things that the regents have made very clear in their decision to fire Chancellor, former Chancellor Gao is that it's going to damage the reputation of UW Lacrosse. And I feel uniquely inclined as somebody who spent four years at that university to say that I don't think that's giving enough credit to the students who are considering going to UWL. I mean, when I was looking into where I was going to go to college, I had to choose between Winona State, I got waitlisted at Madison, but even if I had gotten accepted, I was probably still going to lacrosse for A, the beauty of the area, B, the program, and there are a ton of great ones. I mean, everyone thinks physical therapy, but I went there because I wanted to be a part of their comms department and see their sporting environment. I mean, right now, that football team doing incredible. So I don't know. As far as the reputation, I think that's not giving enough credit to the 18-year-olds, the 17-year-olds who are deciding where they want to go to school. I highly doubt, if we're being serious, that they are suddenly going to about-face on their decision of where to go to school based on what happened with the chancellor, someone they may never interact with at yeah, all. That's still the head of the university. And as someone who's paying for a kid to be in college, my kid decides, hey, I want to go here. And the chancellor is dealing in porn. I'm just going to assume that's not a well-run you know, campus. And that's why the UW Board of Regents, I think, fired the guy. Unanimous decision. You know, that alone is an, enough to get whacked from a high-profile job. Gao's not happy about it, and we'll get into that in a moment, but it's, something you're doing is making national news and not in a good way for your organization. You're going to get whacked. We had Dr. Gao on Wisconsin's Morning News Thursday morning after the news broke, and what's fascinating about it is it's not. this is not a situation where somebody was sneaking around online doing stuff and then got caught. Chancellor Gao was producing the content. He's proud of it. He is promoting it. Nobody is forcing anybody to read anything or watch anything they don't want to. So you, you have to be interested in this kind of material to go out and find sure. it. So it, it really is 
you know, kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know what people are objecting to. Well, the universities of Wisconsin are objecting to an amateur wannabe professional porn star running lacrosse. I mean, regents describe Gao's behavior as abhorrent and disgusting. Dr. Gao is considering legal options. He's not going quietly. And his argument, as I hear it, is this, look, this isn't about porn. It's about free speech. He's mentioned academic freedom. And, oh, by the way, what's wrong with porn anyway? You know, I can do what I want when I'm not on the clock. Let me play you this exchange that we had with him yesterday on that issue. We don't identify ourselves we, as being affiliated with the university or my role as chancellor. Those things are done as private citizens. But Chancellor Gow, let me let me respond to that immediately. Eric and I, we do a talk show here, and I have a private life outside of when I turn off this microphone. But there is no question that our company holds us to a standard of behavior out in public. I'm never not the host of this radio show, as you're never not the chancellor at UW La Crosse. So while you don't explicitly tie your uh, other dealings to your role as chancellor, wouldn't you agree that you have a certain standard out in the community? Well, let's say that we make that association, and I'm an educator, and we have a concept called academic freedom and freedom of uh, thought and ideas, and so that's what we're operating under. So I think the board is not upholding a the first amendment nor is it upholding its own policy on academic freedom so my point to him was look he knew he has one of those jobs and i have one too where you're never not who you are people were asking me on social media yesterday after we posted the full interview like well if that was you would you expect to get fired yes absolutely this isn't an issue of a guy on his private time on a private device watching porn or consuming uh, something that is out there legally you know i would not expect if somebody said well i overheard you talking that that you watch porn and i reported that to the boss for you know craig Carmazan to call me in and say like hey what are you doing in your free time on your personal computer or anything like that if i were posting it and promoting porn and starring in it i'd be whacked before the day's end and that's because you can't disassociate yourself from your position when you're in the public eye. People like that have contracts that reflect that. And the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel points out, Dr. Gao has in his contract these lines. The chancellor is encouraged to engage in outside activities. Okay, good so far. That contribute to the chancellor's professional advancement or benefit the university. The chancellor may not engage in any activity that may be adverse to or competitive or inconsistent with the interests of the University of Wisconsin system. So, you know, maybe you're fine with it that Porny McChancellor is, you know, free about his sexuality and whatever. Actually, no problem with me on that. And maybe you want to buy the T-shirt. And yes, there are T-shirts. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to put the link up for you, but I'm not sure who's making money on that. They are funny. I mean, buy the shirt if you like. But it's wide latitude for the Board of Regents under that part of his contract to say, look, Chancellor, this is not the look that we want. And never mind even appearing on the porn videos and posting them. We don't need to hear our Chancellor fanning over a guy called Will Pounder. Do people come up to you uh, on the street and airports? and? Well, at the gym a lot. Yeah. And anytime I go around a military base, yeah, that seems to be pretty commonplace. And they think that's pretty cool. And I was the Marine that became a porn star. Yeah. yeah. Every Marine talks about becoming a porn star. And wow. I guess I yeah, did it. Wow, that's sure great. So back to my wow. earlier point. 
Gao's true passion here seems to not be higher education and not leading UW lacrosse, but finding a way into the porn industry. I mean, listen to his description here about the cooking show that he was doing. I mean, a big part of what we're doing is cooking vegan food, and my wife is an outstanding cook, and I think the world should see that, and who knows where that might lead. And I'm just the husband in that. That's why I say it's more of a you know, private citizen kind of thing than acting in an official capacity. See that line? Who knows where that may lead? I think, and Adam, you pointed out that the chancellor had previously said before all of this blew up that he was going to retire at the end of this academic year. So we had, what, six months to go maybe until that retirement, right? Yeah. I think this is entirely calculated on his part. There's only a reason, there's a reason that this only recently became public. He's been doing this stuff under pseudonyms for quite some time. And while it remained private, nobody knew and nobody cared. There's the old saying that there's no such press as bad press. And you talk about the week between the Christmas holiday and the new year. Traditionally, it's, all right, let's just get through it. Once we hit January 2nd, bam, right back into the cycle. Not for Joe Gao. If all he did was retire from lacrosse and then went into the porn industry, that's barely even a story. Maybe we would have laughed about it, but he would have been entirely free to do that to wait six more months. My guess is he wagered the possibility that maybe he gets a settlement here and still gets to keep his pension or retirement or whatever that looks like, um, but could never possibly get more publicity for his cooking show than if he got whacked for having it. And, and it that's is exactly impor- what happened. And it's important to note, he is still a faculty member with UW-Lacrosse. The definition is paid administrative leave. Right. So he was removed from the chancellorship, but he's still on the list. If you search UWL staff, Joe Gao will appear. Our entire interview with Dr. Joe Gao from UW-Lacrosse is up on our podcast page. Uh, you can access it on WTMJ.com on our mobile app or text the word Vince to 855-616-1620. Wait, Greg, you put a different one up for that one, right? Gao. All right. If you want specifically that interview with Chancellor Gao, it was G-O-W. Text G-O-W to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620, and I'll send you the link. I feel like we had really great chemistry. Yeah, we had. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's making me blush. Yeah. A lucky guy. That's all I'll say. Right? <laughs> WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. 41 degrees, the high temperature today. This early morning drizzle has been a problem. Slick spots all over the freeways and had some accidents this morning. So keep tuned here for your latest traffic updates. We will clear out that drizzle and then become partly cloudy today. And high of 41, low down to 28 tonight, but the skies will clear out. We've got mostly sunny on Saturday with a high of 40. WTMJ Steve Scafidi in this house right now, who has just recently declared that this show is going to be a little loose. It's we're going to have fun Good. today. It's, okay. a, it's the last work day of the year for me. Fine. So Carol Kane's going to join me, radio legend Carol Kane. Well, that sounds fun. I got a question for you though. <laughs> okay. You said we're going to clear. Who's we? Huh? We're going to clear out this. Yeah, one. we're going to clear it out. Who's the we? Yeah, like you, you and me, all of us around here. We're Don't look at me. I didn't know it worked that way. I have news coming up in a minute. Is it going to be sunny later? That's all I need to know. Saturday. Tomorrow, yeah. it's going to be sunny tomorrow. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I got becoming partly cloudy. From, Which uh, means mostly sun. Meteorologist Brendan Johnson this morning. And then I don't got, think it does mean that, but go ahead. What? It does, man, all those are very specific. You yes. talk to those guys. You don't, partly don't cloudy is different than on partly the weather. sunny or mostly this, that, or the other. Mm. Sunshine mm. tomorrow, it looks like, I can promise you. 
I think uh, once Goddard left the, the no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. This I'll, Nansky. I'll let you next. Steve Scafidi and WTMJ now on the way.